Hello there ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, if you thought the wrestling that you'd had before was enough, then you don't know that there's no such thing as enough wrestling. That's right, if two in a week weren't enough, that's right, yeah, we got a third. So, uh, another pay-per-view on the cards ladies and gentlemen. And the getting over boys don't allow things like holidays to get in the way of uh, recording a podcast for your viewing and listening pleasure. Speaking of viewing, if you're not checking us out on YouTube, please do. And if you are checking us out, obviously you've subscribed, which is cool. And if you haven't, you're going to click that button right about now, I'm guessing. Cool. So here we go. This is Cookie Cast getting over. We are back. It's time for Cookie Cast, and it's time for getting over. It's a bit of a shorter turnaround, as, as we mentioned last week. So, you know, thanks for joining us again so quickly. And as you can see, or as you'll be able to hear shortly, everybody is in the house. So we've got Matthew Moore. Evening. Paul Williams. Good time. And, as, as always, the, the, the master of the channel, Mr Andy Cook. Good evening. <laughs> I think I think that's your new title now, Andy. I think Channel Master has quite a nice ring to it. Well, I've been called other masters, so uh, Channel Master's <laughs> probably a better one. <laughs> uh, uh, so, as always, we've we've got some uh, we've got a lot of predictions to get through after uh, two events last weekend, and results-wise, you, you might have noticed that. Despite the fact that technically I am on holiday, I've I've managed to be captured back in Andy's basement again. And, uh, I never let him get me, that far away. Unfortunately, you you might also have noticed if you if you're watching along on YouTube that my, my title seems to have disappeared from behind me. Could that be a sign? Um, well, we can get to some takeover results. So, firstly. Um, I've done I've done the results uh, night by night, obviously, and we'll, we'll we'll kind of go through it on that that sense. But to to kind of allude to what I've just said, um, after a possible five points from takeover, I scored two. So back to form. Here we go, bottom of the pile. Um, but you know how that we like a clear winner for the predictions title. Um, you guys decided that between you, you'd just get three points each. So that after night one made the, <laughs> the determination of the, of the new champion pretty difficult, so I was hoping for some separation at SummerSlam, but we'll uh, we'll get into that. So we've, yeah, take over. You guys, uh, a chance to see it, catch up on results perhaps. Uh, what do we think? Obviously we've got, we can go through it match by match if you want, or we've just got highlights we can talk about. It was another, it was another good card, like, I'm, uh... I'm still in the I'm still in the position of uh, to say we've had thirty of them now. Don't think I'm uh, I'm, I'm still yet to w- watch one that I've thought that we need to have that. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I, the, the, they're always solid, and like even if you think the cards a bit like like meh on paper, it usually develops into to you know still a, a really watchable show. So um, it's 
been a, a little little bit more um, sort of squashed for me this week, trying to fit everything in the weekend and not been in my usual surroundings either. Well, obviously Andy cut the wire for the basement TV, so um, it was <laughs> trying to did trying you to fit job, it all did you stew? It's not free, but it's not free board. You might be living in the cupboard. It's not free board. Go do your job. I'll stop. I'll stop banging on the ceiling. I promise. Um, but yeah, it's been been a bit of a challenge. But I did. I did manage to get through the majority of the uh, of the pay per view uh, side of things. But I mean, first things first for me. Pat McAfee, Adam Cole. Didn't I didn't really expect anything other than Adam Cole to carry the whole match, but. Turns out the two weeks worth of training uh, had obviously obviously paid off. No, no, it's, even, it's even better now because there's things coming out that oh well, they didn't practice the match, they didn't go through any of the of the spots. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, that this is just bullshit now. Yeah, <laughs> just how stupid do you think people are? I, I think that that's that, that's probably McAfee's ego in the sense of well, let's see how far we can how far we can push this because obviously there are certain things that they have to discuss. So like one one of the impressive bits and one of the bits that's going to get replayed and replayed on um, the highlight reel over and over will be the the Swanton off the top rope onto the um, entirety of his entourage and undisputed era. Yeah, you talked about that. We know you talked about that, um, but. Generally, in terms of the celebrity matches that we've seen over the years, not not that I'd say it to his face, but even better than Mr. T. So, um, <laughs> um, obviously, that's going back. <laughs> but the, like, even when, because again, SummerSlam weekend seems to be the time for it. Because it was, I think, the last one I remember was the Stephen Amell match from a few years ago. That was SummerSlam as well. Um, I thought he did all right at the time, but right. Well, I was going to say he, he was probably the sort of he was probably the one who came in and probably did the best, uh, the, sort of like and the one that like, performance that was closest to like a trained professional wrestler. Mm. So yeah, they'd done probably done a bit of uh, stunt work. You'd have thought. But yeah, even, back, even back in the day, the Lawrence the Lawrence Taylor one wasn't awful. It just wasn't that good. But they had like to say that that was his like first televised match, and they haven't had the house show thing to to practice, you know, the circuit to practice. But obviously, they will have had access to the performance center. But like with the story in the match as well about like the the, the sneaky low blow and all the rest of it, like everything kind of everything fit, everything worked well. Like if if you had never watched it before and you said and, and he, you know you'd have thought it was a a, a professional to me I thought he was he was that he was that good at it like, he, like I don't don't think he'll be taking it up full time but I wouldn't be surprised to see him back for a, you know a bit more of a programme at some point and make it as, it as he quite clearly stated in his programmes make it his eighth profession I I don't know if that, I don't I don't know if it's a bit late to stick that in as a grumble now so I'm not going to go too too full on but to me, if somebody was like, oh, I've had seven jobs before and this is going to be the eighth one I'm good at, they'd be like, well, what happened at the last seven? Like, <laughs> well, well to, put it, to put it in perspective, until now, when I've researched, he's younger than me. Oh, come on then, Paul. What, what are you doing? He's, thir- he's only 33. And he's had right, seven well, jobs. 
It's not even going to be a full ma- full game. <laughs> no way. So, so, so his match at Takeover then was essentially a, a third of his career in in like comparison. <laughs> yeah, he's worked harder in one match at uh, Takeover than he's ever worked in the, a single game in the NFL, including the Super Bowl that he played in. Wow, is he, is he a, He's not won a Super Bowl, is he? He didn't get the ring. It was the uh, it was the Super Bowl that the Saints won. So it was two thousand and nine, two thousand ten. Saints versus Colts. Nah, no, it's okay then. Yeah, that will well, be a little kind of piss take. <laughs> I will. I will say on on the prediction side of things, at least me and Andy stuck with the the actual professional. We, me and Andy picked up a point for for sticking by Adam Cole at that point. Well, yeah, if Triple H should have stuck to the script and come out and cost him the fucking match, then we would have actually have this conversation, would we? <laughs> Again, you know, if, if if any of the writers are listening, just, you know, drop drop uh, drop us a tweet, drop us a, an email. And a follow, follow and subscribe, obviously. Obviously. And, and then tell six friends that to do the same, so... Um, <laughs> Can't, whilst 50% of us were, were accurate in predictions on that, the, the, the hardest one of the night seemed to predict was the, the ladder match, as only one person picked that right, which was you, Paul. So, yeah, shock horror. Uh, as much as I would have loved Cameron Grimes, and I actually thought he was going to win it a couple of times during the match. You know what? There was, <laughs> I was going to say, there was, a couple of, there was a couple of occasions, one where I think Priest either took a big hit off one of the ones was like, well, that's him done, that's him not winning it. And then there was a couple of occasions where I thought Grimes was basically on it. But mm. there was there was one bump where I think it was Velveteen Dream. Um, I don't know what it was that he fell through, but it looked like it was a tough landing. Mm. It was, there was, again, there was another, ah, um, oh man, that's going to really annoy me now. I think it was Gargano had, was it Gagano that like almost sunset flipped over somebody, and it was almost going to yes. be like to power bomb him into the ladder, and he hit the edge of the ladder. That looked oh, rough. Um, was if you if you didn't listen to the last podcast uh, and you know the current situation regarding Velveteen Dream, you won't be surprised to know that nobody picked him. And for those of you expecting his career to absolutely crash and burn, watch the end of the ladder match because. <laughs> That was a hell of a bump that he took to finish his uh, prospects. Almost been pushed off the ladder, catapulted then off the top rope over the uh, barricade through some table. And I know they do their best to make it look as good as they can, but don't think the people sat at those tables necessarily were expecting that at the time either, <laughs> because they were still Definitely sat not. there. <laughs> that was a, a pretty pretty co- close call, but it did look it did look good as well. Um, no surprises at all that Yosha Rai retained the title. Everybody picking that result out. Uh, yeah, like it was reasonable match. Not nothing. Again, it's one of them ones where it, it's 
kind of leaning towards setting up future stuff with with Rhea Ripley, um, sort of neutralising Raquel Gonzalez and everything else. So it was, it felt like a bit bit of a filler if if there, if there was such a thing on an NXT card, but everybody got that one right. Um, me at the beginning of oh at the end of the prediction, sorry, last time picking a no contest for Finn Balor, Timothy Thatcher, and then for the. Uh, NXT title match. I think I boldly said, oh, I'll get at least one point from those two. <laughs> yeah, that'll be no points for either of them then. Um, but Matt and Andy both correctly picking Finn Balor to beat Timothy Thatcher. That was a bit of a shock for me. Um, as we'd, we'd sort of build him as the gatekeeper. I genuinely thought that I'd pick Tim Thatcher for that one. <laughs> you could have changed so, that around. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, it sounds like something I would have done. So seeing as I didn't get any points for it anyway, then, um, and that was a nice admission there. Andy and Paul, do you want me to just knock him down by a point? Is oh, that no, a... No, no, no. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that that led us into the main event again, as we've just discussed. I picked no contest, which didn't happen. Andy picked Keith Lee, which I thought probably would happen if if the no contest thing didn't didn't come off. Um, but yeah, carrying cross. Not only the new NXT champion, but also the proud owner of uh, a separated shoulder. He's uh, the, the night before SummerSlam. He's actually done a Finn Balor at SummerSlam in in that respect. Uh, don't, yeah. I've not really seen anything other than he's due an MRI this week. I've not seen any injury update. For, I don't know if you guys have seen if anything's come out. The only thing I've read um, was that he's quite confident that it's not that bad and they'll be able to kind of gloss over it for a few weeks while he recovers and then and then come back. But, you know, what we'll probably find is tomorrow night he'll hand over the belt to be like, yeah, shit, I'm out for nine months. Sorry about that. Mm. I don't, it, it won't even be on it it'll just be a massive egg timer and her again <laughs> when it, with the belt in the sand yeah. or something like that um, but yeah it's a bit of a strange one that because with picking up the injury if it happened I don't even know I, I couldn't even tell in the match where it happened particularly for me um, it was it was just it was one of the moments like you want to know how early in the match they knew about it but also then did they have time to call an audible or as it's come out afterwards Keith Lee they obviously had plans for Keith Lee immediately <laughs> following takeover so would would they have ever called that off or did they have to go through with it really um, what I'm sort of getting to is that uh, during SummerSlam they, they had promos and Keith Lee is now a member of the Raw roster which having one one successful title defence Dajakovic yeah, and then straight into a loss. I mean, it, it feels a bit quick. Like I, I thought he would have had that. I, I thought he would have had it a good six months at least. It's, it seems a waste. It seems a waste of the unifying the belts for that kind of thing. And obviously, then what he effectively had the belts for two weeks. If yeah, uh, a bit two weeks. Both, both belts for two weeks. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's had, he's had the America, the North American one for a while, but he's had both belts for two weeks, and then uh, really just it, it just seems like a 
a, you know, obviously it was like, I don't know whether it's been a quick change to bring him up to, to Raw, but it just seems a very kind of, alright, oh, we've unified the belts, he's the best, um, you know, he's, he's got both belts, he's the best wrestler in NXT, and then, like, you know, a month later he's off to Raw, which seems a kind of, it. I know, I know it's still technically the developmental um, brand, but it does make it, it really does stuff them back in like in their boxes. Kind of, you are the developmental, and we'll just call up the superstars um, when we want them, kind of thing. Um, but it, yeah, it just seems to devalue everything. And I, I mean, maybe maybe they just didn't think that Cross was going to be so good so quick, and people would get on to. Like him being, you know, I think his his trajectory has gone from slow build and perhaps kind of, you know, do some stuff with Chanta, do some stuff with Gargano, do some stuff with perhaps like Adam Cole or someone like that. Maybe they had something planned for Dexter Loomis with it. Hmm. And then it seems to have been like, oh, well, shit, we better put the belt on him now because we can't... I don't know, there was just no way that he could lose because he doesn't... He, he, his promos are fine. They're not... There's not he doesn't do a massive amount of talking obviously Scarlet does a lot of the kind of well she doesn't say much it's all very kind of witchy kind of spiritual kind of shit um, whoa 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 not, not only this witchy spiritual bullshit bit but don't forget she's a hell of a man <laughs> yeah, yeah. apparently she sang the song herself but um, but yeah, once. yeah yeah only once just on it's, the recording it's a very weird it's a very weird entrance and it, I've got I've got an issue with the end that the entrance is not great her kind of I mean I don't know looks like she's having a mild fit um, and, and uh, Damien Priest's as well is, is I don't like his either the kind of when he kind of slaps the floor and kind of looks like he's convulsing for a bit and then shoots his little arrow um, now, those, I have no those... I have no issue with that bit. I think that I think that bit when if they, when they get the timing on it, which is most of the time to to give them credit, I think that looks cool when like he fires the arrow at the screen and like the name kind of comes up in flames. I think that looks fine. I think it's the weird hitting the mat then standing up. Yeah, like, that's just weird. It's just weird yeah. that they've doubled down right. on that with carrying cross as well. <laughs> but yeah, it was with the. With the... With the Keith Lee thing, it like, to me it almost feels a bit like when they when they called up Cruz because yeah. he hadn't he hadn't been in NXT that long. And I think I mean like I think Keith Lee's probably been in NXT longer than Apollo Cruz was, but it seemed as though they gave they gave Cruz a couple of sort of big matches and then he was up, um, and you just sort of hope they don't have that same sort of. Missed step. I know he's. I know he's doing well now when he's the US champion stuff. But um, well, spoilers. <laughs> well, sorry, was going into SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you hope they don't sort of miss the boat with him like they have with a lot of the NXT guys in the past. And with the thing what Matt was saying as well, with the um, it feeling a bit sort of like it's still developmental and things like that, and that's not really what they were going for when they got him on USA. You'd kind of get the feeling that it would take a big name going back to NXT to sort of get rid of that theory. I mean, you could argue that Balor going back was that to get it started, but you'd, you'd imagine that there's, there's been a lot more people that have gone from NXT than have come to NXT. 
So you kind of need to balance that out with some. I know there was like rumours of Orton going there, and so I think Andy mentioned it in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. But I imagine it would need someone of that sort of calibre for it to, to really sort of not feel like it is the minor leagues. Of the, if you but they're gonna to have to. I think. I think this is the problem. Though, like they'll drop. Like you know, Charlotte went there for a bit. Bailey and Sasha went for one episode. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. You get to make to push it to be level with the other two they're going to have to flood it they're going to have to like put four five male competitors three four five female competitors in there from the other shows to kind of bring it up but then it's going to lose I think the idea obviously the idea is is that it's a Mark show to compete against another Mark show Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm probably putting myself definitely in that kind of category of being a mark. You know, and, and it's not—it's not because I'm particularly kind of. <laughs> no, I am. It's not because I'm particularly down on the Raw and SmackDown product. I just prefer the NXT and the AEW product. You know, and it's not—I'm not like you know, sat on the couch rubbing my legs like Vic Reeves because uh, Kenny Omega's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, it's like, oh my god, I can't believe it, Kenny Omega. Because I've not really seen that much of Kenny Omega, you know, before AEW. You know, yeah, I've perhaps seen more of the of, of the NXT people through kind of progress shows and like independent shows in the UK, and, and the same kind of goes for AEW. <laughs> but I just, I think, I think this kind of need for. NXT to be the same as the other WWE shows is 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 a is a dangerous kind of thing, you know. I think your, your WWE fans, you know, I think they you know they get they get you know bothered about ratings, but there's a lot of wrestling to watch as we, you know as we kind of like in the turnaround of what a day um, between the end of, with SummerSlam and recording this, or you know two days if you want to be generous. You can't like what well, there's just you know we've discussed it. There's just no way we could have watched all everything that's happened in between. You know, a take and night and and now we've kind of unless you've 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 got no life outside of watching it, or you know perhaps you were lucky enough to be online at the exact split second that the tickets went for the Thunderdome, as I uh, mentioned last time out. Still, still can't get tickets for. Could get a ticket for Raw. I thought I'm on holiday. I'll, I'll try and register for SmackDown. Nah, they're, they're not on yet. But I'm, I'm sure by the time that like we've finished recording this podcast, that they'll have uh, they'll have been on and sold out within ten seconds. So you know. Um, speaking of the Thunderdome, have you guys seen that people are already getting themselves banned and in trouble? Yes. Oh, of I saw I saw something I saw something like that. They, they, they flashed up a couple of pictures on a meme. Um. One of them was a picture of just someone who put a Pikachu yep. on the screen. Oh, no, that, that, that wasn't... I don't think that was somebody who got banned. That was just somebody who was out there, like, enjoying himself. Oh. Um, the, the, uh, first, the, first, well, the first one I saw for getting banned was just somebody who changed their picture to a black screen that just said, Fire Velveteen Dream. Yeah. You know, which, oh, yeah, I, I, did, guess, I did see that. I, I, I caught a little bit of that. I think that was that on SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, obviously, that Raw... Was- I didn't. I didn't see it myself. I've been watching very, very carefully for it. There was someone dressed uh, as a member of the KKK. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, 
So yeah, I was a bit. I mean, it was going to happen. I think they were naive if they thought it's people the, weren't going to talk about it. This is the yeah. moment. Yeah. You've always, you've always got one person that, that's going to, yeah, well, spoil it for the others, um, as it were. You kind of think. Mm. But you just think, surely you've got to be more prepared for that. Yeah, I presume we must have dealt with it quickly. We must have people monitoring it. You know, it's like, oh, we've launched an investigation. How hard is it? You go, right, who, whose IP address was attached to that screen at that time? You're done. You as well, you know. And, uh, you know, obviously the most egregious one is the, the, the KKK one, you know. Mm. <laughs> In my personal opinion, yeah, yeah. there might be people no, at yeah. uh, WWE no, no, no. towers that take the Ben one a bit more to heart. Mm. <laughs> but, but you know, could probably George. <laughs> I just think like it's almost like something summed up by the tweet that I saw of it was almost like like a collage of the different ones, including the Pikachu one, which I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what Pikachu has done to offend uh, the, the global population. But it's, it's just self tweeting people, you know, he's out there, <laughs> kind of, you know, he wears a MAGA hat and all that kind of shit. <laughs> the, the line underneath was just, just quite simply, and this is why we can't have nice things. And it's true. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so to get back to the predictions, as we were leading into SummerSlam, I was severely last by a point at the time. You guys all level on three. So, would I possibly fare? Any better? Um, a little. I'll leave it at that until we get to towards the end. So, um, what I mean, I suppose, by that as well is I was the only person who said that Drew McIntyre would return. So, you're welcome, Mr. McIntyre. I'm sticking by you. Uh, not to the point that I want your t-shirt or anything for the podcast, but you know, it's um, it's in the cupboard. Um, I I enjoyed that match. I, a lot of people are, that I've seen online have been saying about the they thought the best match was the Mysterio of the Dominic variety and Seth Rollins. But it, as as a wrestling match goes, the McIntyre Randy Orton match I, I really enjoyed. It was it, I thought it was well told as well on commentary. It's like basically a, a, a build for them. Whoever hit their their finisher first, whoever was, was going to hit that one big move, would, would definitely be the one that won it. Um, and then to finish it with a, a good old-fashioned backslide off, off the, the back of the counter for the RKO, which, I mean, uh, matches aren't really won with that kind of move, really. I mean, it's kind of like a, a part of a sequence into something else, but I thought that was good. Um, they backed it up on Raw with a, a similar sentiment from, from what I've seen of uh, McIntyre reminding Orton that he should be the greatest wrestler in the world after winning the greatest wrestling match ever of all time in the universe that's like teenage theory you know where like you support a football team and your team beats the champion and you're like well okay then so like you know, we beat Man United and Man United beat Liverpool so then 
yeah, we're champions. It's kind of like, uh, <laughs> all right then. <laughs> that's all I thought. I suppose the only difference. The only difference this time is he's carrying around the hardware to match, at least. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> so there is that. But uh, no, I, uh, to me, I, I thought that was that was match of the night. Um, a strange move, but probably not wholly unexpected. After spending all that time in development and designing that new United States title, they could have just used the old Cruiserweight title if they were going to stick it straight on the pre-show every time. But... Um, that, that actually got moved in the end. I didn't think that uh, Apollo was going to retain it. I thought that this story with the Hurt Business was too strong. Seems uh, again, going back to my NXT prediction uh, form, yeah, I was wrong. So, just, just Andy and Paul were picking up points on that one. Uh, as I mentioned, the uh, Mysterio Rollins street fight is... We could we could talk about how good Mysterio was in his de- in his official debut. Uh, we all saw what was coming. Everybody picked Seth Rollins, so that was a clean sweep across the board. And yeah, like I have my grumble about this match, but have we got have we got time? Has anybody got a clock? Has anybody got me a timer? We in there. So, very Three, quickly, if, if it's last. Two, one, go. Okay, so, Dominic Mysterio, debut, all good, everything looking up. Wants to carry on the legacy of his, da- legacy of his dad. Not going to wear a mask for his first match. Quite clear about the fact that he doesn't want to wear a mask for his first match. Why then, wear a hood on your costume the entire time you're wrestling and spend a good portion of that match going and flicking it back every two minutes. Like, just just take the sodden jacket off, mate. Like, nobody was, like, it's good. Damn it, I've overrun this time. I thought, I thought it, just, it, it, was, it was the first time for me that, um, or first time in a long time that uh, a wrestler's actual attire had distracted from the actual match because I was just watching it not to think, oh man, this is his debut, and look at these moves he's putting off. It was like he's going to flick the hood. Oh, flick the hood again. Oh, oh yeah, the hood's in his way again. Oh, oh yeah, that was that was that was good. But yeah, the hood's over his eyes now. So that just like just take it off. Why? You'll be going for his. going for his favorite wrestler, not Rey Mysterio, but um, T.J. Perkins. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, with with the predictions finally poised. I think we should probably take a little break just to make sure that we're uh, we're all suitably refreshed. We'll to, uh, we'll to get the, the, and then before we then go into our predictions for payback. It's almost like we never left. Nice little ref- nice little refreshment pause there. Yeah. So right. So we we talked about. Rollins and, and Mysterio briefly. Um, anybody? Obviously, I talked about Mysterio for a little bit longer than you guys. But any any thoughts on that? What do you guys reckon to the the debut? It was kind of from what what I've seen. It was a solid kind of a debut. Kind of didn't you know made himself that kind of thing of 
but he didn't want him to come in and be like just like his dad you know he wanted him to kind of look like someone who is you know still on like a like making progress through and that kind of thing and kind of getting better and better but yeah you know I think obviously the whole storytelling of it as well and you know the you know, making sure that he's, you know, that that Ray, you know, Ray Mysterio didn't get involved, and Mum didn't get, you know, and then obviously his Mum comes out and all that type of thing. You know, it's. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was well. I thought it was a well told kind of thing. You know, and obviously, we think <laughs> whether whether it'll be proven out that it's obviously a bigger, you know, part of a bigger kind of story than just that match. Well, I thought. It, it it was it was a bit of a strange one because like obviously the whole thing has always been he's Rey Mysterio's son. There was never any mention of mum, and then like like randomly she she sort of turns up, didn't she? For and I I didn't know at one point if she was just going to storm the ring and just go and try and beat the shit out of Seth Rollins because um, she was looking pretty angry. Like it, like if you saw Dominic's mum and dad. And you were going to annoy one of them. I reckon the mum would go for you quicker than he, than, than the dad would. Put it that way. Well, it's like um, I was kind of you know when you're kind of watching it, you're thinking he's he's quite tall, and obviously Ray is not. And so like, where's he got his where's he got his height from? And then mum's there, well, and she's nearly as tall as Dominic. You're like, all oh, right, okay, then. So that's where he's got the height from. Because if, <laughs> if I was Ray, and we were both the same height, me and Mrs. Ray, I'd be like, um, sure, he's not really Eddie's. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> right at the uh, right at the beginning of the match as well. I thought it was a nice little like obviously starts with the storytelling and like the mind games and stuff. But Rollins' gear being like a, a throwback to Rey Mysterio's gear from when he fought Eddie Guerrero uh, back at Halloween Havoc in nineteen ninety nine, which still doesn't seem as long ago as it actually is. Um, but yeah, I thought that thought that was cool. So I'm pretty sure that. We might get more throwbacks to if, if in time, as as uh, Dominic develops his character, I won't be surprised if Dominic takes on some sort of throwbacks to his dad's old gear as well. But I suppose time will tell with that one. Um, the tagline, which well, I guess we never really discussed it last time, but the, the, you see that the tagline was just consistently did. You, you wouldn't, you won't see it coming. SummerSlam, you won't see it coming. Apart from the fact that. You've advertised it quite heavily for like the last three or four weeks. Um, the bit, the bit that we didn't see coming was the fiend taking the universal title. That was odd to me. Um, the match felt weird. It was just—I don't know. It was just, just clunky. Um, and um, if I go on, is it? Is it? Is it? Is it time to say that perhaps Braun Strowman is not a good worker? Or I won't go that far. I just won't go that far. I just, I just does, I, it, like, does he need, does he need someone else to work with then? Because I, I just think, it, it, yeah, he's a big guy, and like Bray's a big guy as well. Does he need someone? Is it is he that kind of is he at that kind of stage of like Lesnar? Where he needs a smaller guy to kind of play off him and sell stuff and that kind of thing because it just yeah like you said it just looked really clunky and slow and I'm 
I'm not saying anything like about his, his conditioning by this because absolutely not. But like, it seems to be like the longer the match that he's involved in, the the the. I don't know if it's just the pacing maybe of of the spots and stuff. It 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 just feels a bit like there's a spot, and then they've got to like do some filler. Right? It, it, there's no kind of like flow between like point A and point B. It's like we've got this spot to do. What do we do for the next minute? Like we'll sort of stagger around and get to here. But like if I'm if I'm going to be especially nitpicky as well about it, I really hate it when they rip the mat off the ring um, for the finish because I think obviously it, expose, it exposes the underneath, but it kind of exposes the whole whole business as uh, Paul's friend Mr. Cornet might like to uh, might like to say because. So yeah, he get, he gets he gets a box cutter out as they called it. It's just for a start, it's a stammer knife. Um, <laughs> box cutter. <laughs> if you're going to box cutter or carpet knife, th- those are the two things that they are in this world. <laughs> <laughs> you then but, you then get you then get to see like the three inches of polystyrene padding or whatever it was between the actual mat and the and the, the you know the ring. And I, I don't know. I just don't like it. It's a bit odd, but then the ring wasn't the only thing that got destroyed at the end of the match because Briaz's his, his hand, or the fiend as his hand raised, new universal title holder. And then again, we didn't see coming, but I'm pretty sure we talked about a big return last time. Uh, and here, here he comes, the big dog, Randy Orton's best friend currently at the moment. I feel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so Roman Reigns is back, and he is straight into the universal title picture by destroying the fiend with a with a, a massive spear to be fair that was, yeah. was a, he looks bigger i'd say he looks better but that might be the veneers um <laughs> do, you, do you think he looked bigger i i thought yeah. it looked like he'd down quite a bit look just look at the guy's arms for a start jesus yeah like he he's he was, he was, he was, seen that. I, I don't know he just looked like he was a bit it's because he's not wearing his... Um, smaller than he has when he's going to throw him out the way. Yeah, and he's, and he's still wearing a chest protector. Fuck off, you're not he, Dino Brown. He was. He, he had a t-shirt on, he's got a t-shirt to flog Paul. He's been he's been off for three or yeah. four months, he's got some bills to pay. I don't, I, don't he, I don't know whether he will wear his vest. I don't know, I wonder whether it... Yeah, depending on kind of which way they go with it. I mean, he looked... I thought, I thought you know, from, from what you can tell from the t-shirt... I thought he looked cut, like he's just come back and he's going to be, I mean, if, if if he does not have the, the vest thing, that he gonna, underneath that he's going to be absolutely ripped. It's it's a good it's a good time as any to change up his looks on, isn't it? Because, you know, he's... 100%. It'll feel a bit fresher because he's not been on TV for a good few months now, so why not? But I guess we'll find out. Firstly, I guess he smacked down on uh, fr- this coming Friday night, but also then, seeing as he's been thrown straight into the main event of, of the next pay-per-view, which we shall get to shortly. Uh, the one thing, I guess, that we've not discussed, or two things that we've not discussed, would be the uh, the women's matches that, that were on the card at SmackDown. Uh, on SummerSlam, sorry. We did have Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, which, ultimately, we all picked Mandy Rose, apart from Mandy. Um... 
which, which we did see that coming on the most part. I believe from what I've seen that Sonia has been given time off to deal with the uh, stuff that we talked about last time about the uh, intruder in her house and stalking and all the rest of it, which kind of got to wish her well. And if she'd have had her head shaved on top of that and she wasn't necessarily agreeable, I think that would have been a bit of a, a bit of a low blow. So they, they did the right thing in the end because they changed the match stipulation from hair versus hair to loser leaves WWE. So rather than losing her uh, her locks, she has lost her lost her job. I will give that the the old air quotes because um, she will be back. Not sure not sure where or when, but she she is a perfect example as, to me as well as somebody who will probably absolutely run roughshod in NXT if they decide to, to push her that way. That'd be a good place to send. Yeah, um, with the women's matches, we were all kind of convinced that Asuka was going to do all the damage. Apart from me with my Bailey theory, because there was absolutely no way to quote Mr. Williams that, that <laughs> Bailey was going to. And I kind of got it right, but just in an exact opposite kind of way. <laughs> um, which, in shorthand, would be known as getting it wrong. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I uh, didn't do particularly well because I picked Asuka to win. Actually, to be fair, you you guys all picked Asuka to beat Bailey. Didn't happen. Um, but you then also picked Asuka to win the women's title from Raw, and that did happen. So, yeah, not not great news for me. Um, but would there be better news with the total of the, the predictions? And the answer, in short, is no. <laughs> but it was, it was it was a little it was a little bit tighter than I thought it was going to be um, because I did manage to level up with one of you, which was Matt. I was say, so I the bad like news for you feels all bad news for you, Matt. Yeah, I was kind of tight enough. I was like, done bad. But also, um, after two events, so God knows how many points. You know, we still ended up with a tie, and. I felt like not normally when we've had a tie in the past and we've had an event sort of the same weekend, whatever, we've, we've compiled it and it, it, it worked its way out. Not this time. So, Andy and Paul, to put you both on the spot to decide the future of the pay per view predictions championship, I've got a question for you. A pre prepared, a pre prepared, easy for me to say, pre prepared question. So don't, don't worry, Andy. He'll have, he'll have garnered this towards you to not give me a chance here. <laughs> oh well, you you can you can prove once again, Paul, your Rain Man like quality of recall here, <laughs> or you can just take a random stab in the dark, which which may get you closer. So this year just passed, or the thirty third annual SummerSlam, uh, which by the way we did see coming because uh, again you told us that. But what I want to know, what I want to know to decide the future of this title is how many times has the WWE title or the World Heavyweight title been defended in the main event? Now, just to clarify, that means it could be the WWF Championship, it could be the Undisputed title, it could be the WWE title, or it could be the the World Heavyweight title, so like the, big, the WWE's big gold version of it. What hasn't been included is if the WCW title uh, was defended in the, in the main event. 
sounds confusing, but uh, yeah, thanks very much, 2001. So, how many times in 33 years was the WWE title match essentially the main event? Because Paul may know a little better, and I'm going to go with the closest. I'm gonna, I think we should let Paul pick first, so Andy essentially gets the higher or lower option. So, have you uh, have you got any thoughts, Paul? So, I know there was a year when Orton and Lesnar went on last, and that wasn't for the title. There was the year when they had the Team WWE versus Nexus, and that wasn't for the title. Hogan versus my He's down to 30 now. This, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll say, right. Paul's going through the full history of SummerSlam with maybe. <laughs> Uh, we'll I'll, see you next week for uh, the predictions of the pay-per-view <laughs> because <laughs> there's still not four going on there. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go with 26. 26, okay, that is Paul's answer. Has Andy already written an answer down? Oh, Andy's gone with 27. Right, okay. So, by my own by... You can, but you're not going to win anything. Um, so, <laughs> so by my calculations and the wonders of the internet and a little bit of Wikipedia in, because obviously that's definitely accurate, this was a bit of a surprise to me when I looked it up. So in 33 years, the WWE title has been defended 17 times in the main event. There have been lots of main events... Yeah, that weren't so like obviously amongst that the, the big that, one for that's literally almost up. Yeah, like every, every other year, um, as was, but the, the big one for us would have been uh, ninety two, the Intercontinental Title. Back in the early days, there was oh, some. Yeah. Uh, the, in the early days, there were some tag team matches as well. Um, so yeah, it, it, was, it did kind was, of pad out was the numbers. The of Dominic the. Uh, one of them as well because that was a SummerSlam was that a main event yeah no, I don't that, think it that was, I don't think yeah, it was. was the Michael Hogan one but but yeah again so that and, it, and, and was that that wasn't for the title either was it that was just Icon versus Icon so yeah anyway uh, yeah so unfortunately for Andy the the new pay-per-view predictions title for at least a week <laughs> is Mr. Mr. Paul Williams? So, turns out that not not being surrounded by my gold was uh, was was bad news for me in the end. Um, so as we as we alluded to, we've got a bit of a tight turnaround. Uh, pay per view wise, we have got four confirmed matches already for payback, which happens this coming Sunday, live from the Thunderdome once again, the Amway Center in uh, Orlando, Florida. The four confirmed matches are the United States title, so Apollo Crews versus Bobby Lashley. So the Hurt Business is still going for the US title, essentially, but just a different person. Uh, we've got the Women's Tag Team Championship match between current champions Sasha Banks and Bailey. They're now squaring off against Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Bit of an unlikely duo, but uh, we, we'll, we'll get to that shortly. There's the Universal title match 
So Roman Reigns was thrown in straight away to the uh, the title picture, and it's going to be him versus Braun Strowman versus new champion, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. And we have the, the newly debuted on Raw, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. So it's probably pretty self-explanatory how Bobby Lashley came to be fighting for the US title, seeing as MVP couldn't get it done, and they've essentially just handed it on to his teammate. Um, how, how would you promote that? match when you've only got a week to go to a, a, a big issue pay-per-view arm wrestling arm get wrestling. it done yeah. and, and as well Bobby, Bobby Lashley as much as, as jacked as uh, Apollo Crews may be Bobby Lashley you wouldn't see him in a, you know, if, if, if Apollo stood in his shadow you wouldn't see it, Apollo, uh, you wouldn't see Apollo in Bobby Lashley's shadow because he is that big but of course Apollo wins the arm wrestle didn't get that at all um, so there we go we've got that those shenanigans happen. Well, as, as there always are, it's, it's like the yeah. it's like the old contract signing, isn't it? It's like it never yeah. comes off cleanly. Um, but I think the weirder one, if you were going to pick anybody to face the, the the tag team champions from the women's division, would you have picked Shayna Baszler teaming with anybody, and especially Nia Jax? No, uh, yeah. so. It, it, it's a weird one that oh. them two have been at each, at each other's throats for weeks um, so I suppose it's you know it's the old story of the unlikely pairing and blah 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 but they've done that time and time again haven't they like Seamus and Cesaro essentially made a career out of it for a few years but um, I thought that was a bit bit of an odd one um, I suppose the biggest thing would be I expected there to be an immediate rematch of Randy Orton and uh, Drew McIntyre not gone down that route so what they thought they'd do is uh, have Drew McIntyre get kicked in the head three times within three hours um, which has, has, has put him out for the weekend so Keith Lee in steps Keith Lee to defend his honour two people who've never really had any kind of history on TV so it's a bit they're doing this kind of all their best mates I'm like where from because all, all, all I've seen is like just a promotion picture of them sat right at the performance centre with both of their titles. You know, they managed they managed to quickly get that picture in for like the month that Keith Lee held. Quick, get picture done. You know, well actually for the two weeks that he was just the NXT champion, so he's like, quick, get that picture in with Drew on it. because that's going to be the that's going to be the storyline when you come up. Like, what? Matt's furiously typing away on Instagram now. This aged well under every time they posted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I think, isn't it strange how for the three matches of them mentioned so far, we've been like, oh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. That doesn't make a lot of sense. Tell you what, don't give yourselves a week to build up to a pay-per-view and uh, people wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily be talking like that. It's um, bizarre though, because like, the, like the, with the women's tag matches they've obviously just gone we don't like the Iconics we don't like the Riot Squad that we've obviously thrown back together again uh, obviously uh, the Kabuki Warriors are, are no longer uh, oh, but we've already announced that they're going to defend the tag titles at Payback shit um, I'll just throw those two together okay then 
I don't understand it. It's don't, I don't understand it. And Sasha Banks must be shitting herself because uh, you know <laughs> WWE's favorite injury machine to hook is, is heading toward WWE's constantly. You know, I mean, to be fair, touch wood for her. She's not been injured in a while, but yeah, <laughs> looming towards her in her jaunas that she comes out in every week. Ah, oh, she had her hair done this week. That's, that's, that's me being harsh now. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be like that. She's definitely had. She's she's definitely a better wrestler than Harley. But you put it that way. Um, but yeah. So we've we've because we've only got four matches on the card. There have been some rumored matches as well, which as we have done on the podcast before, I've I've thrown a few in. But this time round, we will have bonus points. for will it happen? And will it not? So I suppose we should start with those. Well. <laughs> go on. You are sorry. We do, we do so well with those. <laughs> Well, any opportunity for me to garner any any more points at all, um, we shall see. So we'll start with them because they're not necessarily confirmed, but they have been in the storyline for the last uh, last few weeks. So I've, I've done my best to kind of put these together. Um, first off, I'm wondering if there'll be an Intercontinental Championship rematch between Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles after Jeff Hardy took the title in the first main event inside the Thunderdome. I feel like I should do that. Um, so yeah firstly do we think it will happen will we get this I think I think I think definitely I think that one's a definite definite one because obviously they built the story with the you know uh, obviously AJ Styles injured his knee then obviously he won the title by yeah he was aiming to kick him but obviously got him with the knee brace and uh, they'll be all AJ will be bitching and moaning on Smackdown this week so that'll be plus he needs to he needs another another reason to bring out his um, statistics system which uh, again wasn't wasn't a shot apparently at AEW's ranking system but um, <laughs> I did like the acronym though because what was it phenomenal what was it phenomenal information statistics system or something so the acronym was just piss right <laughs> They got they got away with that on, on TV, and they managed to get a TV role for uh, at least at least twenty minutes for uh, all the this there. So that was quite a nice little uh, bit for him. So Matt's going with yes, it will happen. So if it will happen, who's winning the title or who's retaining the title? If you if you prefer, I, I, I think Hardy will keep it. Okay, um, I am in full agreement with everything you've just predicted. So that's me. I can see a little shake of the head there from uh, Andy Cook and a thumbs up from Paul Williams. So we're all uh, either getting. So we basically might as well not bothered with that. Yeah. Wait to sell our predictions, Paul. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> like, dear listeners, normally we do. But. <laughs> um, so now Paul's going to endeavour to make all of his predictions different to what we say just so you have to listen to every single word um, so Paul we'll start with you then and the reason I'm starting with Paul is because I'm going to mention his favourite wrestler in the entire world King Corbin will there be no, the that's, that's your favourite wrestler in the entire world it's absolutely not um, so will there be um a collision finally between King Corbin and Matt Riddle. 
bit of a storyline since Riddle's arrival on SmackDown. Corbin's had the uh, the King's ransom as a bounty on his on uh, Riddle's head. Shorty Gable went from being no, hang on, Shorty G went from being Shorty G back to Chad Gable for about a minute, and then back to Shorty G again within the realms of that story. Uh, but ultimately, Matt Riddle is still alive and kicking, so it's it's got to be yeah. What what in the PG era? Why would you be like oh, I've got a, got a bounty on your head? Surely they can't advocate assassination on TV. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure it wouldn't have got to that realm. There'd have been some sort of uh, it'd have been like with a water pistol or like the old bang gun at the end of it. If it ever got that to that point, um, but yeah. Paul, will will your favourite wrestler in the entire WWE universe get a match this Sunday against Matt Riddle? No. Okay. I think if they do, if it does go ahead, it'll probably be the SmackDown before, so it'll be this Friday. Okay. Um, if just for argument's sake, it does go ahead, who would you pick to win that match? Just just so we're not completely diddling you out of all of the points. Bro. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't much of a riddle to solve who he's picking. But, um, <laughs> uh, Andy, will it happen? Yes. I think when... I, I think in a scenario where you've got a small number of, of announced matches and then a collection of rumoured matches days from your event, the rumours are going to be more solid than just rumours because sounds like they've got quite a bit of injury going on as well so uh, I, I'm, I'm probably going to say yes to all of the rumoured matches just to give you a heads up um, and so, then so on, the vein of, on the vein of Paul spoiling the predictions a second ago basically once you get to Andy just fast forward 10 seconds yeah. because you know what it's been. <laughs> um Cool. Okay, so who who will win that match if it happens then? It pains me to say it, but I think I'm I think I'm just going to go random on this one. I think uh, okay. it's going to be hail to the king, baby. Okay, that absolutely smacks if he wants that hardware back in his hand. He's uh, he's playing for points. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Um, I agree with Paul in the sense of if it's going to happen, they might maybe blow it onto SmackDown a little early. So we'll we'll give that a go. I'm going to go no. But ooh, ooh, quick question. Uh, yeah. What what happens from a points perspective if they shaft us and put it on the pre-show? No points. No points for you. No, no. It's, if it's not, if it's not on the main card, it doesn't count as a point. That's fine. That's fine. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm also thinking that Matt Riddle will win because he's still a new boy, so he, he needs a bit of a, a bit of a boost. Matt, do you want to take the the last prediction on that one? Is it going to yeah, happen? I, I, I think it'll happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I think it'll be a no contest. Ooh, think, that's different. I think someone will try and cash the uh, like the ransom or something like that. Okay. Well, then that'll probably um, happen on SmackDown, to be honest. <laughs> and then the, the last, the last rumored match I've got on there um, would be the. There's been a bit of a build between uh, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura as the tag team champions on SmackDown against Lucha House Party, who um, 
seem to have imploded a little bit on, on last week's SmackDown. The, the returning Callisto, um, making up the, the third member of that team, but hasn't necessarily come back to a, a, a happy house party, shall we say. Um, <laughs> Andy, you said that you think all of these rumoured matches will happen. Do you? I'm, yep, he's nodding away there, so I'll go yes for that one. <laughs> um, will there be a retention or will there be a title change? Tag, team Anybody that knows me knows that I love a house party. <laughs> but Particularly not, if there's leaders but there. not today. <laughs> not today. No. Oh. No house party okay. today. I'm an old man. I like a warm cup of cocoa. <laughs> Get myself tucked up nice and early. No more house parties for me. So definitely parties with masks. <laughs> I mean, on a weekend. <laughs> that's not. From that's not. This isn't the podcast for that, Matt. This isn't. You know what time we talk about that. That's not now. That's directly. That's directly after this when these two have gone. Have <laughs> oh, okay. I said anything? No, no, yeah. <laughs> okay, Matt. Will that match happen? So, are we classing the pre-show as not as not not not? Yep. If it doesn't happen on the main pay-per-view card, it's not it's not happened for the point. So I think that'll be the pre-show. Ooh. Okay. And who's winning? Uh, Nakamura and uh, Cesaro. Okay. Okay, that's fine. And Paul. Yeah. Uh... I, w- I was just going to say a flat yes, but now Matt sort of confused me with his uh, pre-show talk. Matt's no, confused I reckon. <laughs> I reckon it will. I reckon it will be on the main show because they put the Raw tag titles on this pay-per-view. So I reckon okay. they'll probably they probably won't want to piss them off too much by saying, "Yeah, you can be on the pay-per-view, but only on the pre-show." Um, so I reckon it'll happen, and yeah, I'll I'll, I'll agree in that. Um, I think this will be where they uh, break up the house party, and they're all just having to sort of go back to their own individual houses. And <laughs> um, I also agree. I think if it's going to happen, it'll be pre-show material. But I, I, I'm going Nakamura and Cesaro as well for those exact reasons. Although, when Paul says they'll be returning to their own households, I would have thought that will probably be after receiving a pink slip for two of the three. Um, I, can't, I can't see the, the house party lasting much longer. Um, we're Which two? They'll keep Callisto, the other two will get binned off. What? He's the worst one! No, absolutely not. He looks like Darth Maul. He's more marketable than the rest of them with that spiky top he has, never, he has never got over there. In any of the guises he's been in, he's just never got. He's just never got over. How many times have the other two been a singles champion? That's it, people. Obviously, you are obviously not massively in tune with Yago. <laughs> I don't know that. I don't know the statistics in Mexico um, and the uh, AAA if that's where they were before. Well, they definitely haven't been a single champion in WWE, whereas Callisto was former United States champion, so they'll keep him. For that the cruiserweight champion. See, there you go. You did have something just to back my argument up, not yours. <laughs> yeah. <sure. 
Okay, so the ones that we did talk about before, let's get straight into the United States Championship match. Um, Apollo Crews defending against Bobby Lashley. Andy? I'm really, I was really, I was, I was all over the map on this one. Um, I want uh, there's, there's still part of me that wants to say um, Bobby Lashley, but no, nah, I think it's going to be a retain on this one. Okay, you're going for Apollo. Got you down for that, Paul. Yeah, I, I think this could be the one where. Will he now have faced all three parts of the Hurt Business? He will, uh, not necessarily for the title, though, because I think right. that Shelton, Shelton Benjamin was with, with a, a set-up to stipulations for having them two banned from ringside for the MVP right, okay. match. I think it's that sort of thing where like, you kind of... You kind of have to admit that of the three, Lashley's clearly the big game sort of ticket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I per—I mean, personally, I wouldn't have anywhere near a secondary title. I'd, I'd, I'd have kept him in the main title hunt with Drew, personally. But mm-hmm. they always seem to have this thing where if they're never too sure what to do with Lashley, they just put a secondary title on him. And I think they've kind of fallen into that. They've kind of fallen into that trap again. So I reckon that. Yeah. Um, Reckon that we're going to see a change person. Okay. Got you down for uh, Bobby Lashley then, that's fine. So, Matt, where are you going with this one? I'm going to go for a, a, a switch as well. I think Bobby Lashley's going to win it. I think there's been. They're just going to lose the build, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's the, I, I, I agree with what Paul was saying for mine. Except that I also agree with that for that reason, Apollo will retain. I think ultimately the Hurt Business will all be wearing titles at some point. Um, but I would have thought it will, like you say, they should keep Lashley near the top of the card. Um, I would have thought ultimately Shelton will end up at some point with the United States title, even though Apollo's already beaten him. Um, MVP doesn't need a title. He's just there as the mouthpiece, but if anything, he could pick up the tag team titles with one of the others. So, um, yeah. for that reason, I'm uh, I'm, I'm going to go with Apollo to keep that. So, um, Keith Lee versus Randy Orton. Matt, do you want to lead us off on this one? Um. Well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to have a grumble first, if that's all right. Well, I'm not sure I can cope with that. I might need to just compose myself before you uh, before your grumble occurs. I think we might need to just take a small break. If that's if that's okay. Oh my god! Get your oh my time god. In. The suspense is killing me. The suspense is killing me. I can't take it. Oh my god! We come back. Get your timings down, and uh, and we shall crack on. I'm, I'm just we're just going to take a small break, and we shall be right back. you guys but I feel entirely mentally prepared now for what we're about to hear this could be the grumble of all grumbles bearing in mind this is probably one of Matt's favourite NXT wrestlers well, from, from like 
for me, obviously we didn't go, but the f- like one of the first kind of super strong style weekends mm. that I watched was the year that Keith Lee was there, mm-hmm. and you know, to you know people like oh he's a big guy compared to what he is now, um, mm. it, you know he was a big big guy and the, his kind of athleticism in the in the ring was uh, kind of thing. But yeah. Sorry. Right, before we think. before we get to the prediction, give the man his thirty seconds. Right, Paul's Paul's got it there. Three, ready to go. two, one, grumble. Can we please stop rebranding or redeveloping new stars when you know NXT stars when they come up to the big leagues? Please, you know it's been the um, you know changing outfit changing music and changing personality that I just found bizarre on uh, on Raw yesterday. You know, it's obviously they didn't like what he wore in NXT, so I changed it when they came to Raw and then just went from there. So, so for those those people that might not be up to date with uh, Raw, Matt, do you, want to, do you want to talk us through his Scott ensemble as we... Uh... Well, you know, he came out and you thought, all right, mate, he kind of thought, alright, okay, oh, that's a bit... He came out with his usual hoodie on. He kind of like, okay then, right, that, that's usual. Those shorts are a bit weird. Is, is he just coming out to cut a promo? Uh, oh, no, no. We're going to wrestle in these weird kind of satiny shorts kind of skirt type thing. <laughs> and, and, a, and a vest. A tight-fitting vest. And I was thinking... He's been on NXT for the past 18 months, two years, wearing, you know, what he wears. And no one's got a problem with that. But all of a sudden, because he's on Raw, nah, he's fat, can't... And, that, and that's essentially what it seems to be, is, oh, we, we don't want to see that, that's, that's gross. And you're like, <laughs> he's, one of your, he's been one of your champs dressed in something different. I just... Obviously, there's some kind of problem with the... Apparently, there's some kind of problem with his music. So then he didn't. They didn't have his normal music. You just think, obviously, this this plan. This has been planned. This has been something in the works for a while. Because I presume what what must have thought was right. He can win both belts. We'll make a big deal of it, and then he's going to come to Raw. And they just, you know, and I don't, I, you know, I like reading on the internet today. Everyone's whinging about it. Rightly so. People aren't being daft about this one. He was, perhaps aside from, like, Adam Cole in, in, in NXT, he was the biggest star there. You know, and they just... I just think they've messed, they've messed with his character a bit. I know he kind of gives these kind of promos where he seems thoughtful and and all that kind of thing, but it just seemed... It seemed like a caricature of what he was in um, in NXT, and then it just kind of went from there to this kind of like, what the hell is this, and why? Because it's just going to be the quickest way to. I think, and another example of that was, you know, like watching Raw today was, you can just see the trajectory. You know, you've already had, you know, they've had to rebuild Apollo Cruz over what? I mean, I. I, I genuinely don't know how long Apollo Cruz has been in, like Raw or SmackDown. It's been what four, five years. I think, I 
think if I remember rightly, we, we talked about this um, on a pod not too long ago. When did he when did he pick up the title? Was it around was it around Extreme Rules time possibly? Yeah. Was it just, it was, was it just after Mania. He was already he was already champion um, at Extreme Rules, so it was bef- it was before then. Um, maybe it was was it like was it like the week of Money in the Bank maybe? Um, like somewhere just, around there. It 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 was. He, basically, he he'd been in the main he'd been in the main roster for four years. Um, before getting the the US title, but he'd actually started in NXT in two thousand fourteen. So if you think he's now been in the company officially six years. Didn't get any titles in NXT, and his first his first title was was around the time of just it was just before Backlash, I think. If I if my notes are correct, it's this, it's yeah, like, they've done it. it. It's just like star NXT, and and when they come up, they are stars, and they just seem to you know ricochet. You can just list them ricochet. Alistair Black, you know, obviously, hopefully. With the um, like thing that with the Kevin Owens uh, on the KO show, this that's going to lead to a good feud with mm. KO, and it can push him up. But they, they massively he came he came he came to Raw slash SmackDown with like so much hype and so much kind of thing, and they just they just did goofy thing after goofy thing, you know, like the creaking on his thing as it rose up from the thing, you know, and it still pisses me off now. You know, but now, now, now they've turned him into essentially sort of Dutch solid snake. He comes back reasonably smartly dressed with the the eye patch. After I, I, I feel like I'm slagging that a bit too much because I think if if you take all the storylines out of it, if you were going to ask anybody, would they want to see an Alistair Black versus Kevin Owens match? Oh Absolutely. yeah, yeah, please. So, uh, give them, and as long as they give them 30, 40 minutes to do some really good stuff, you know, you know 20, what you don't want it to be is this kind of quick squash match. Yeah. Neither of them deserve that either, so. Um, well, I, think, I think as well. The hope, the hope there is that surely you'll have the Alistair Black versus Kevin Owens match, Black will go over, and then they'll move him into that position of he'll be the next heel challenger that goes up against Drew and I think a lot of people will be very interested in Dean McIntyre versus Black oh yeah god yeah and actually on the note of that depending which way they go with it if they ended up if they put Kevin Owens over and Orton takes the title they've then also got the face to go with that heel as well so that that's kind of like a win-win yeah. For me, they've they've got all yeah. all eventualities covered, and um, I think the interesting part about the prediction of Keith Lee versus Randy Orton is: should we have like a little side bet between like me, Paul, and Andy of is Matt going to sit on the fence and pick a no contest, or or how can <laughs> actually, how can how can he actually pick between Keith Lee and God damn it. Randy Orton? Well, I should just. Put- Spider-Man gif up now. <laughs> now this, this, is, this is where 
this is where we need to do the sort of like picture in picture thing of the cl- the clip from a previous podcast where he said, I believe he used the phrase, "I'm going to pick Randy Orton, and I'm never picking him on this podcast ever again." <laughs> I just I just continuously play that back to him until the, he the gets what the quote was. <laughs> Randy Orton, and if he wins this time, I'll never pick him again. And then, oh, I, right, okay. and then I picked him again. So, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is also then where we need the Jericho of the uh, monkeys in the truck roll of footage. <laughs> so, so Matt, did I did I steal your thunder, or have you fallen to one side of the fence? I, no. I, I haven't. I, I, I have gone no contest. Ah, <laughs> because because I think I, I just obviously it, it wasn't tied up um, at the end of Raw this week, and they're making a big deal of this friendship that seems to be like you know the the quickest, bestest, friendest ever kind of thing. Um, I just think there's obviously going to be payback, mate, uh, <laughs> from uh, Drew, Drew McIntyre um, with Randy Orton. So, but obviously, I think there's going to be some kind of like this kind of like level of um, Drew seeing himself as some kind of mercenary now um, and coming in. You know, if, if Randy's doing anything particular, you know, he's going to come and save his friend, and then Keith Lee's going to be naffed off with him and all that kind of. Thing to kind of build something in a different way, so yeah, no contest because uh, Drew's going to come in and f it up for everybody. <laughs> the, the the reason that I thought about presenting that in that way was the fact that that is the exact reason that I came to as well. <laughs> Surely they're not going to have Keith Lee lose in his in no. his first big match. I know technically I had a match on Raw that was called off in the same way. Can they feasibly do the same thing twice in a week? You'd yeah. like to think not, <laughs> but they absolutely will. So I'm going no contest as well. Andy, have, have mm-hmm. you ever watched WWE programming before? I mean, it's been known from time to time. On and off for uh, thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not that not that you'd gather that by my predictions, winnings or anything, but you know. <laughs> Honestly, sure, I'm, in, I'm I'm insulted that you've asked me. Quite frankly, because, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to. Didn't want to be that guy. But you, you, you're insulting me right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think we're getting to that point where you know you should go onto YouTube, hit the subscribe button, just to see the point where I ask Andy the question, and he just hits the pause he's just going to start doing it here's the question though here's the question what's going to happen when Randy goes up against Broccoli (laughs) answer that question because that's Uh, like I can can answer that question for you Uh, Randy Orton will uh, have his head split open yet again It's where you'll now now do what's known as uh, put, pulling a Mr. Matthew Moore and just, just pick no contest and just see what happens. <laughs> Back away slowly. Uh, yeah, it's it, 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 it Randy Orton for me. Um, if that's a surprise to anyone. 
well, I'm, I'm glad we're all sitting down for that. Um, mm. But, you know, if, uh, if, if any of you have uh, suffered from what you've heard on the podcast in terms of shock, then, uh, you know, ring the numbers that you're supposed to ring for that kind of stuff. Um, Paul? I agree with Andy on this one. Oh, I don't know why, but I've just got this weird, horrible feeling that they're going to try and turn Keith Lee into a heel. And I, I think mean, they're going to have a He then blames McIntyre for being, being in the situation that he's in. And then, you, I mean, you can, in theory, you can see the logic because big guy has the ability to look like a bit of a monster. Maybe you've hit upon the uh, the reckoning here because, like, is that the reason when he turns into the monster, he can finally go back to wearing shorts again? Yeah. Yes, like, that's it. That's the way it works. Nice, whilst he's nice, Keith Lee, you know, netball playing Keith Lee, he can, yeah, he can he stick, has to, stick cool. to the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all in <laughs> okay, so we've we've gone Randy Orton. Do you know what, right? If Keith Lee now wins that, we're all knackered. Um, no there, will be no, there will be no points at all. Um, so two two more predictions to make. Um, this will probably be the quicker of the of the two, I should imagine, and maybe it should be phrased across the board of: Is there absolutely any way, Paul? that Bailey retains the uh, SmackDown, the, not even SmackDown, just the Women's Tag Team Championships. Yeah, I think this is, this is going to be the, uh, surely this is the culmination. I mean, I'm saying that, but due, just due to the sort of inc- incredibly incoherent team that they've thrown together <laughs> to face them, I mean, God, you've got, you've got actual women's tag teams that you can put them up against. What? Seriously, Whose coffee did the Iconics piss in to get put in this? <laughs> um, can, can, can somebody get Paul 30 seconds because we're getting them mildly close? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's almost, not. Almost a grumble. It's not a grumble, it's just a... I mean, like... I hate it when they do this. When they just put together two people like, and just give them the tag titles. It's such lazy booking. It's worked in the past, so, you know, surely, you know, flog that dead horse is the uh, yeah, logic behind the, <laughs> behind the rounds. I think it's that case of the people that are going to come out of this the stronger are the team that lose the titles. Because they're going to have, they're going to have the more, so they're going to have the storyline where they basically, so, shock, shock horror, obviously I'm picking, um, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax to win mm-hmm. and this will be, be the culmination of the Banks basically without saying that many words tells Bailey to go fuck herself <laughs> PG PG go fuck yourself yeah, exactly. <laughs> go fudge yourself um, yeah I think surely this, if, if, they're, if they're ever going to pull the trigger the, the, the bullet was put in the chamber on, on Sunday night so it, it, it okay. is basically now on ever. If they've been teasing for what four years, yeah. Well, it's been it's been a, a long. Time. Basically, this is finally the rematch that we're going to get 
but just on a different brand for a different title from uh, from Takeover Brooklyn all those moons ago. Yeah. Um, but I I feel exactly the same. So I've also gone Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax purely for. I think they'll do that whole thing as well of in their title defenses they'll be squash matches, but they'll be against teams where. Baszler and Jax just try and one-up each other the whole way through um, and it'll be you know, it'll be a different team to hold the titles there's not been that many different teams hold the titles since the, the inception of the women's uh, tag, tag belts but um, if I, I will throw in the caveat of if if the uh, the team of Banks and, and Bailey do retain it it will purely be because they still haven't had any uh, side plates made for shooting the Basler. <laughs> That'll be my only thought. But um, but yeah, I'm, I'm still I'm still picking Shayna Basler and Nia Jax to win that match. Andy, wonder whether this is the point in time to play for the points. <laughs> just, just, oh, no points. <laughs> I'm, I'm sensing that there might be uh, might be an opportunity to uh, take some points if it, if it was to go that way. Um, so yeah, time to play for some points. Bailey and Banks. Okay, down for that. I, th- I think, and as well that like you can't give them their full titles anymore because it's just Bailey Dust Straps and Sasha Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, yeah, uh, Baszler and, uh, and Jax. You know, I'll call Andy, you, terrible you. name for it. And... Can anybody else smell that? Mmm, smells like points. Mmm, <laughs> mm, points. Mm. Mm. Do you know what? This, this, oh, this could be the, 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 the podcast with the shortest amount of confirmed matches before the pay-per-view, but then the, the most number of points difference between the winner and the, uh, the eventual second, <laughs> second place. Um, so... Paul, I'm purposely going to come to you first on the, the last prediction of the evening. The Universal title match. So it's been billed as a no-holds-barred triple threat match. Technically, match. technically, at point of recording, they still have to sign the contract. So by the time that we come to it, much like the hair versus hair match, it, it could be a hair versus hair triple threat doomsday <laughs> device match by the time that we're finished. Who, who indeed knows what this... Uh, this bullshit could entail. Um, they didn't. They didn't need to put the no old, no old bad st- uh, stipulation in it because a triple threat match is by its own nature a no disqualification match. This this was also very close to being my grumble this evening, but then I realised that for the amount of times I personally state the obvious, I would feel a little hypocritical doing that. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> so the reason that I wanted to come to you first, Paul, was because, much like any good, um, you know, kind of show, you need, you need to get your catchphrases established. And as we've uh, as we've just had a title change last weekend, I'm trying to set this up for you in the best way I possibly can. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen, Paul, in that match? No, no one likes uh, no one likes cold I can't think of what the opposite of a potato will be <laughs> <laughs> no one likes cold apples do they 
too obvious to have him come back and win the title within seven days. Andy's not. Andy's like, so we, we take Andy's off first. Then. <laughs> that's, a, that's exactly what I'm going with. Exactly what I'm going with. Okay, in which case uh, I'll put that in right now. I can't, I can't see, I can't see him doing that just for the just for the sheer fact of, as as was mentioned in in like our group text, were they planting the seeds of a Roman Reigns heel turn? Is, is he going to have completely new gear? Is he going to have a completely new look? Are they going to do that to facilitate this long-awaited bad guy run that, that's been in the in the cards for five years plus? Um, I think if they're going to go that way, they can't just do it completely cold when he comes back. They'd have to sort of build to it. So you'd imagine that he might not lose the match, but I can't. I, I can't see. I, I, see, it's annoying because. He might not lose the match, but then do you really want to have Strowman losing two times in a week? I don't know. Um, either way, stepping down for breaks every team. Okay. Oh, and uh, I don't know if you I don't know if you announced it. Was it was it? Are they going to pull this nonsense where Bray Wyatt isn't the champion? Only the Fiend is the champion. No, because no, don't do because now as well. Don't forget merchandise and opportunity. They'll all of a sudden the the fiend replica title will be reduced on on the uh, on the website. They'll wheel that title out, so he will have that, and then Bray will have the blue one, just so they can can sell a few of each. Got to be. Yes, yeah, maybe. Uh, un- unless you kind of trying to allude to the fact that at some point there will be a Bray Wyatt versus The Fiend match because I could see that happening in the future that'd be cool never happened <laughs> that'd be cool I, they, I, I think they will I think they'll do it on the and thing there is there is ways of them to pull it off isn't there because all, all they need to do is just basically say um, no come over here just uh, <laughs> fight in a few more every now and again <laughs> Wait, raid your air and uh, come back in about six months and we'll talk. <laughs> um, okay, so you, ultimately you're picking the fiend, right? For this this point in time. Yeah, ultimately I'll I'll stick with Wyatt slash the fiend and whatever we're referring to him in this context as to After the initial setup, you're relying on me saying so you don't want the hot potato happening with the title. No, so thank you. I tried, I tried to set up if you're there Vincent please don't please please leave it alone <laughs> well one one thing what you're saying about the um, the Roman Reigns potential heel turn um, it, one thing we've not mentioned all night so far is retribution oh, this yes. this group of what has now seemingly been narrowed down to six people which I'm sure was about twelve people during one of the invasions one night um, but They've set up a few teasers for, for who's who's going to be involved in Retribution because it could be the Miz because the Miz seems to be like last on the scene every time somebody turns up. Uh, it could be could be Roman Reigns. Um, there's, there's a few other people that like kind of it could have been involved in. I'm, I'm just I'm just wondering if 
I think it was me that possibly put it on the, like you mentioned about the group text. It could have been me that mentioned that. However, are they now making that a bit too obvious with Roman Reigns? Does does Roman Reigns even need any backup? Um, unless two of the members of Retribution end up being the Usos, maybe not. Because um, they, would, they would definitely stick them back together as well. Um, with regards to the the triple threat, the fact that they're pushing this whole no holds barred business, I don't know if they're almost going to kind of like do the double turn and and the fact that Retribution might get involved in this match, but it will be because that somebody else might be the leader instead. Um, I just I don't know. Um, I'm, p- I'm picking Braun, uh, not Braun, sorry, I'm picking Bray to win, um, purely for the uh, the reasons that we mentioned about not swapping the title within a week. Um, but I don't know, I don't know if they'll, I don't know if they'll pull Reigns and Strowman into a feud. You know, we were saying before about how Strowman kind of needs that person to work with. It does obviously in this case, it's not necessarily the smaller guy, but I think that. Reigns will probably get a better match out of him. Um, so it could be Strowman that, be, that ends up being involved with with Retribution in that respect um, to, to 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 pull Reigns in. As much as I'd like to see a Reigns heel turn, I mean now that now that Cena's gone, they need the uh, the, the perennial baby face, don't they? So as, the fact that he came in wearing a T-shirt that said "Wreck everyone and leave." Which was like in no way, or shape, or form any kind of reference to the, the Stone Cold T-shirt that used to say "Arise, raise hell and leave." Um, are they going to try and sort of give him the Stone Cold vibe to get him down with down with the kids, as it were? Um, <laughs> down with down with the 30, 30 40 year old kids. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't I didn't say which kids. I mean, obviously, meant kids of the eighty slash ninety, but. <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Um, you'll probably be also to tell from the last two or three minutes that I've, uh, I've not been at work this week, so um, definitely had too much time to think about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm picking the Fiend to win, and ultimately that leaves Matt to take the last prediction of the evening. Right. I've, the, the, the work and the thinking that you've done there, I've been doing the thinking whilst you guys have been talking about it, and I'm like, God, <laughs> I convinced myself that all three of them could have won it at any point. Well, no, actually, at no point did I ever think that Braun Strowman was going to win it. It's uh, so a no holds barred match, Matt's picking no contest again. I initially kind of thought that. Kind of, they, they put it back on um, Roman Reigns because I thought, you know, either they'd all take you know, the someone they take the Braun Strowman and the Fiend would take each other out. But then, like I said, the other hot potato title, and if they're building Reigns up to be something else, yeah. And then I was like, thinking, oh well, yeah, but then the Fiend doesn't actually seem to care about the title, and yeah, so I kind of like went went kind of that side of things but then ultimately I came back to a, a fiend retain because you know it's 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 the it's the thing that everybody likes at the moment you know and the people can say oh well, you know it's not it's not been on telly for a while but up until this kind of the build up to Broad Stroman 
um, the kind of Fiend and the Firefly Funhouse and all that type of thing. And you just know that there can be an element of kind of game playing um, with that. Uh, so yeah, stick with the Fiend for now and hopefully. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a bit kind of if if the if he if Reigns comes back and he immediately put the title on, then it's just a re complete kind of back to square one into kind of thing, and people will be going nuts about it. Yep. I mean, they 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 want they want the internet to melt after each pay per view, and uh, it would melt, just not necessarily in the best way that they would. <laughs> um, but yeah, not not to say that they won't do that, of course. Um, so yeah, so that is all the predictions locked in. With the extras that we've got for the rumoured matches, we could get a possible of 10 points, um, to which I will probably be lucky to get three. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, you know, spoilers for next time. Tune in to see me get my ass handed to me again on the predictions after now. Or just run that day, <laughs> <laughs> um, So, yeah, so anybody got anything else, any other business for, for this pod? No. I'm checking them right. Lovely. Well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us again. Um, make sure you do get over to YouTube, as, as Andy will uh, will tell you. Give us a like and subscribe. Um, send us your predictions. We we talked about this last time. Send in some predictions, and if you can beat us, we might even get you on. Uh, we've we've had nobody beat us yet, so uh, here we are. Now. Um, come come and uh, come and challenge us if if you dare, and, and all and all that other angry fighting talk business. But yeah, uh, thanks everyone for joining us and uh, we'll, we'll, we shall see you next time. See you next time, yeah. Bye. Cheers, guys. So there we go, what do you think of that? Another one done. More wrestling than you can shake a stick at. Yes. It was good. So, you know, there's there's that. At least it's good. YouTube watchers, do you make sure you subscribe in? Like, share, drop us a comment. Click for notifications. So it's a lot to do, but I'm sure you can manage it. I have faith in you. Everybody jump over to thecookiecast.com. Check us out over there. Send us some of that sweet, sweet social media love. Drop us an email. Tell us how you're getting on. Send us your predictions. All of that good stuff that email can do. So that's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. Bye.